last week we discussed um, specifics in the Haggadah about the contradictions between Amnes and Cheres. This week I want to discuss the overall theme of of Pesach and of the the mitzvah of the Seder night, which is the mitzvah of Sipri Tzitzim of relating the <coughs> the miracles of the Exodus. So we have this commandment multiple times in the Torah um, that shapes the Seder, what we do in the Seder, which is You shall tell to your children on that day um, because of this, Hashem did. Hashem did for me. He took me out of the time. So this is a very unique and interesting passage. Um, the other psukim also are very similar to this in, in that they they um, they single out the vengeance of bencha relate to your children, not necessarily um, relate. In general, we're not necessarily just saying hala shira. We're not we're not doing those kinds of things. Um, we're, we're specifically talking to our children, um, and a few other things that it says over here. But what is that also Hashem leaving with Tzitzim time? He did to me. Why leave? Why to me? What's he didn't do anything to me? I'm I was born, you know, three thousand years later, and I have no connection. Who was writing the Torah? God. Uh, so why would he say leave? Yeah, that's a yeah. But he was telling him. No, he's telling us what to tell our children. Uh, tell your children. What should I, what should you tell your children? Yeah, right, no, no. So, right, so tell your children on that night. Because of this, So why is Hashem telling us to tell our children that Hashem did this for us for this? So what for us? We weren't there. And then what's the this? It says, but that? Because of this. What are we referring to when we say this? What are we pointing to? What are we referencing? So, Paul Hirsch explains this um, idea that the idea of Pesach, the whole Pesach Seder, the whole Pesach experience is a is, is the, the foundation of, of education, of chenuch in a Jewish home. And how is that? Is that the the education, the Jewish education, the Jewish nation, I'm sorry, the Jewish nation um, was born, had its birth as a nation with three Yitzhak Triumph, but not just through God saving them, taking them out of bondage, right? It was specifically through God showing that he's, that he's, um, that he's um, in control. And the way God did that was by creating miracles, right? Hashem could have just manipulated um, um, nature, got them out. And we know that Hashem did that. And, you know, we discussed the Alpar, he did that. You know, he didn't make any open miracles. Hashem specifically um, performed open miracles by the Pesach Seder in order to um, to show his his glory, in order to show with in, in the open, out in the open, that it, that it was clear that he was God and, and that he's worthy of of, of um of subjugating yourself yourself to, and therefore, the entire Jewish story, the Jewish nation, the, the fact that we follow Hashem's will, is is miyusad. It's rooted in the in the in the in the, in the, in, in the miracles. <coughs> the problem is right that if we tell our children this, what are they going to think? Right? Most likely they're going to roll their eyes and be like, "Yes, yeah, this is a story that 
that maybe happened 3,000 years ago. Maybe it didn't, right? We don't even have proof for it. Um, there's no connection to it. There's, no, there's nothing inspiring about the Pesach story, about the, the Exodus, that we say, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to you know, be a, a model servant to God because of the Pesach story. We don't, we don't necessarily connect with the story. There's nothing... I mean, you would really think that one of the main things in the Torah that was like a Nisim that really were like the apparent things that someone would read and be like, oh, that is absolutely amazing compared to a lot of other instances. For sure, for sure. And, and it should be that way. But a lot of people don't feel that way because, you know, if you went to a proper, you know, you went to school and they did hopefully, did a, you know, the, you know Jewish, Jewish school, Jewish day schools and they give you that appreciation possibly, and even then, there's a there's a possibility that you're gonna you're gonna think of the Exodus as a nice fairy tale, as a maybe a thriller, maybe a nice movie, a nice idea. Especially if you watch the movies about them, and you for sure limit yourself to the movies. Right? It's, it's an amazing story, right? But does that really connect us to it? Often, people don't have that inspiration. And the proof is like this, right? This is the proof, I think. And the end of the whole Magad, this whole Magad story, what do we do at the end of Magad? What do we do at the end of Magad? At the end of Magad, we, we say, Chayav Adam Liris es Atzmai Kilu Yatsa What does that mean? No, this is after the whole story. This is after that question. after you answer the questions. This is the, the, the ending. This is like the climax. This is like the, the summary of the Pesach Seder. Lefikach, and therefore, after all of that, we now have to see ourselves as if we left Egypt. And so it doesn't turn into mythology. Okay, and how do, how do we do that, though? Because if we just end Magi... No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Without having to force ourselves as if we were experiencing it, we were there in some ways as descendants of everyone, and you believe all the, the souls thing, and, mm-hmm. um, absent any sort of experiential emphasis, mm-hmm. it, it really is just limited to this is, is something that allegedly, yeah, not much, allegedly happened thousands of years ago and perhaps it doesn't have any relevance to it. I think this makes the question even stronger, my question. I mean, it's so about doing you're that. Saying, you're saying that it's so important to do it, right? Mm-hmm. That if we don't do it, we really miss the whole point. And then I'm asking, okay, and, and do we actually do it? Do we get to that point where we saw ourselves as if we left Egypt to the point where we made it worthwhile? No. I would argue the reason why I would... Look, okay, without getting too emotional about it. The reason why I can experience that is because there's, it, there is a reality that were that not to have happened, we would be in Egypt right now. In a certain sense, the the commentaries almost unanimously say that that's highly unlikely. Thanks. Just, just. Well, proof, the proof, proof, the proof would be that that slavery doesn't exist today. No, I'm saying, in a world where there was no Yitzhak perhaps Egypt is an empire and slavery and institution could have persisted. It's possible, but it's. I don't need. I don't need validation at this point. I'm saying this is for me. Okay, uh, but I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna now turn you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna now take away all your um, your religious um, um, inspiration because I, I, that's not. A, I don't think that's good enough. Um, a good enough reason because even if that was the reason, that's not good. Enough. Possibly, but you know, we had slaves in America, and 
there aren't any slaves today. Well, one thing for certain is that had God not taken us out of Egypt, we wouldn't be Jewish. Right. That's true. And that's the point that I, that, I, that I want to bring out. Had God not taken us out of Egypt, certainly somehow, we, not certainly, either we would or we wouldn't, have, we, we wouldn't have be having this conversation. Right. I understand that. But that doesn't necessarily mean we would be still suffering 3,000 years later, right? It could be we would, it could be we wouldn't, right? But one thing is guaranteed is that we wouldn't be the Jewish nation. Right. That's the point I'm trying to bring out. You're not wrong, you're not, you're not wrong, but you're not necessarily bringing out a point that makes me... You're bringing out a point that makes me feel grateful that God took us out of the bondage. Right. That's, that's a nice thing. We could be grateful to Abraham Lincoln also. Um, Abraham Lincoln, no one serves Abraham Lincoln as God. And he freed the slaves. Right? So merely freeing people is not enough to, it's enough to force them to have gratitude. But not, it's not enough to force them to subjugate themselves to you. Perhaps it is. I don't know, I'm not sure. So, so you, you are, you are, it's definitely on point when it comes to their obligation to, to be grateful, the obligation to say halal, and the obligation to feel a certain simcha because of the freedom of bondage. But the, the, the highlight, the, the, the ikar, the, the fundamental of Pesach, the, 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 the most prominent role that, that the Exodus plays in the Jewish nation is that that was the birth of the Jewish people as a nation that was uh, a nation that... that, that God, that, that we were the chosen people, that God chose us as a, as a people, through through the, those miracles, through revealing Himself to the point where we were able to see God and acknowledge and accept and realize that He's He's the omnipotent power. He's the, He's He's everything, and that He's His will. He created the world for His purpose, and therefore it's worth our while to to fulfill His purpose because that's what we're here for. That is the the highlight. That's the the ultimate purpose of the of the of the, of the Tzitzim time of the Exodus. Now the question, just to bring this back to the original question, if if that's true, and the way we get to the meaning of, that's that's what we're supposed to be getting to on Pesach, and the way we get there is by thinking, imagining as if we were our, ourselves leaving Egypt. So then the question would be, we have to imagine ourselves as if we were the ones leaving Egypt. In, in the sense that, that it would make us, it would give us that feeling of obligation to God the same way they felt obligated to God. When they went from Egypt to, to Mount Terra, to the Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, and they, they, you know, just saw Hashem, they saw God, and they had this clarity that, that, that they were going to say Nasa Vinishma. They weren't going to even have to hear what Hashem said. They already knew that they were going to say, Nasha, we will do before we say, before we know what, what we're going to do. We're going to do it because, because it's, it was so obvious to them. They saw God. So whatever God wants from us, I mean, otherwise we're, we're, we're meaningless. Right? The other nations couldn't see that. Right? They, they didn't have that open revelation to, to Hashem. But, but the Jews did. And that's what we recognize. And that's what we're trying to, to, to connect with on Pesach. So the question is, how do we do that? How do we get to a point, right? Realizing, trying to feel like we went through the, the the splitting of the sea, trying to feel like we see the blood and the and the frogs and the you know the key and the lice and the, all the, all the, the of the ten plagues. That's 
challenging enough. Some people could, some people can't, some people think they could. That's possible. And, and it could be even likely for people who've gone through, you know, building off the Holocaust, right? My grandparents, they had a really easy time. They would cry, my grandfather would cry through the maggot and he would just have this joy when he got to the end and he would say this. They had that, they knew what liberation meant. And they were able to connect with it. And I don't doubt that there's people that could connect with it. There are definitely people that could connect with the idea of being freed from a brutal slavery. Right? So, assuming that we could get to that place where we really connect with some people who went through suffering and we're actually bringing ourselves to some powerful feeling of gratitude. How do we get to the place where we therefore translate that into a clarity of, of Hashem? And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's impossible to have a clarity of Hashem. I want to know how we take, how we get from uh-huh. point A to point B in, in the Seder. We, you could understand, right, that if you were standing at, Har, at Mount Har, Har Sinai, right, and you were watching whatever that means, the sky opening up, and you saw the God's, however God revealed himself to us, Finite beings, you you witnessed that, right? You wouldn't, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't, without a question, you would have recognized God, right? You, right. you, whatever it means, you, you the, the the words are you saw and felt about it. it means you were margish and you experienced him. It's probably the best word in English. You experienced Hashem, right? But but we didn't we didn't experience that, and neither did our parents or grandparents or any and none none of us for you know many many generations back. We had no experience of Hashem. So how do we, how do we get that? So the... <coughs> how do we get that through the Seder, you're saying? How do we get that through the Seder? And also, how do we get that in general? Because essentially, what we're trying to teach our children... This is, gets back to the original question. This is why they're, they're really connected. How do, we, how do we teach our children the, the beauty, the joy, the excitement of being Jewish? How do we, how do we, how do we um, show our children that what we have is, is, is greater than, than what's than the pleasure that's out there in the world. How do we do that? The answer, the answer I mean, obviously, I'm not going to the answer on a simple level is to show them, you know, the, the beauty of Hashem, to show them, to, to, to figure out a way to show them, to show them God, right? Which is obviously not an answer because mm-hmm. that's, what, that's the second question. How do we do that? But this is why it's very well connected, very connected into bringing up our children and the Seder night, which, is, which, is, which goes back to... So the, essentially what we have is we have a pasuk, we have multiple pasukim that say, This is the time. Pesach. This is the time when you teach your children. This is what you teach your children. Right? And then it tells you to teach your children about the Seder. And then, and then in the Seder, it tells us that the climax of the Seder is... Is we have to feel it in ourselves. So, of her, she says this beautiful um, idea that I found very, very powerful. The Pasuk says, that we mentioned before, it says, because of this, Hashem did for me, but it's in time. So he asks, why Hashem Why to me? And he says, the most important thing a person could do in Educating his children is to feel it in himself. If you say over a story about something that happened a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, three thousand years ago, your children will have none of it. They will not connect with it. It has to be Asa Hashem Li. He did it to me. 
Now, how, how do we feel it? So first of all, we need to feel excited and we have to show our children that we live and breathe and, and are excited about, about what we believe in and that we actually believe in it with, uh, with, with, our, with our emotion, with, our, with, with feeling. But how do, we, how do we do that? He says, <coughs> so you have to say, Asha Hashem Li, but what's the Bavor Zeh? The Bavor Zeh is because of these things. What are these things? We point to the, the Matzah, the Mara, and the Kerem Pesach, and the, 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 other, the other mitzvahs, um, um, Tefillin, the other mitzvahs in the, in the, with the, with the, that are connected to Tefillin and Bechar, right? Leaving Mitzrayim? The these are the mitzvahs that we got when we, when we were leaving Mitzrayim. Um, and these mitzvahs are all specifically mitzvahs that are to remind us of Hashem. So, again, we're seeing this theme of, of reminders, constant reminders. Reminders that we're connected to Hashem. So if Hirsch says something very interesting, he says, what's the ultimate miracle? And this is going to get back to, again, get back to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The Exodus, Hashem made these miracles. What was the significance? Why is God making miracles? What's the significance of a miracle? The answer is that if things go, based, if things go after the laws of nature, then no one pays attention. People don't pay attention to things that go after the laws of nature. The way to get somebody to pay attention is to take something out of nature, to manipulate it, to make a miracle, to change the way the world runs, to, to catch people's attention. When you catch someone's attention, you see, wow, things are crazy. Wait, I know there's something greater at play, right? That's what a miracle is. What's the greatest miracle? The greatest miracle of history since these open, since these years of time are, is the Jewish nation. Because we defy nature. We defy every law of nature. There's no other nation that existed that, that survived as long as us. There's no such thing. Right? We've been through so much. And we exist as a miracle. And that is the miracle of, of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim that we could feel ourselves. When we sit at the end of the Seder and we say, we have, to, we have this obligation to... Feel like we ourselves left Egypt. How do we tap into that? We we will recognize we are here. We're still keeping the mitzvahs. We're still keeping Shabbos. We're still following the Torah. We're still putting on tefillin. We're still following the mitzvahs of Bachar. We're still eating matzah and mar. We're still doing these mitzvahs, and these mitzvahs are a reminder that we are the ones who left Egypt. We're the ones who left Egypt. And why? Because Hashem said Bavur Zeb because of these things. Which things? These mitzvahs that you're going to do us. And we tell our children, Hashem, Hashem did all those things and continues to do these miracles. And we know He's continuing to do these miracles because we still exist. And the reason why God feels like it's important for, to save us continuously, time after time, and to keep the Jewish people as a nation, is in order to do these mitzvahs, in order to serve Him, in order to remember Him. And that's why Hashem keeps us, keeps us alive and wants us to survive. And that's what we're supposed to be doing on, on, on the Pesach Seder. And this explains one other thing that, that always bothered me. It says, This whole paragraph, it's a sad, you know, tearjerker of, of, you know, all this sorrow and suffering and pain that the Jews went through. What is this doing in the Pesach Seder? We're in the middle of a, you know, happy, fe- you know, festive event. We're singing Shira. We're pra- singing praise to God. We're all excited and we're drinking wine. And we just have this like, little sob story stuck in the middle. And he explains, this is not a random sob story. This is the testimony. This is the greatest miracle of Yitzhiya of, of Mitzrayim. The greatest miracle that we, that we could connect to 
is every single generation they try to destroy us and God saved us every single time. Why is God saving us every single time? Because God wants to keep us because we're the ones who fulfill, fulfill His commandments. We're the ones who can ultimately bring out His glory. So when we have that connection and we can feel that excitement and we get that joy at the end of the Seder, this is the point of the whole magad. We get through this whole process and then we're able to show our children that it's not something that happened to our you know, great, 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 great grandparents. It's happening now. It's not, right? It's not someone else. It's not. It's not our grandparents. Hashem saved saved me. He saved my grandparents from 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 the Nazis. He saved your grandparents from the from the Arabs because because he wants you, me, you, all of us. He wants us because because he he, as it were, needs us to fulfill his commandments in order to reveal his glory.